Sadly, that the ripple wasn't in the mirror, but in his head. He stared at his unshaven face blearily. Blink. Ripple. Quite impossible, he told himself. Nobody could conceivably look as horrible as Kenneth J. Malone thought he did. Things just couldn't be as bad as all that. Ignoring a still, small voice which asked persistently, Why not? He turned away from the mirror and set about finding his clothes. He determined to take his time about getting ready for work. After all, nobody could really complain if he arrived late on his first day after vacation. Everybody knew how tired vacations made a person. And besides, there was probably nothing happening anyway. Things had, he recalled with faint pleasure, been pretty quiet lately. Ever since the counterfeiting gang he had caught had been put away, crime seemed to have dropped to the nice, simple levels of the 1950s and 60s. Maybe, he hoped suddenly, he'd be able to spend some time catching up on his scientific techniques, or his math or pistol practice. The thought of pistol practice made his head begin to throb with the authority of a true hangover. There were fifty or sixty small gnomes inside his skull, he realized, all of them with tiny little hammers. They were mining for lead. The lead, Malone said aloud, is farther down, not in the skull. The gnomes paid him no attention. He shut his eyes and tried to relax. The gnomes went right ahead with their work, and microscopic regiments of Eagle Scouts began marching steadily along his nerves. There were people, Malone had always understood, who bounced out of their beds and greeted each day with a smile. It didn't sound possible, but then again, there were some pretty strange people. The head of that counterfeiting ring, for instance. Where had he got the idea of picking an alias like Andre Guide? Clutching at his whirling thoughts, Malone opened his eyes, winced, and began to get dressed. At least, he thought, it was going to be a peaceful day. It was at this second that his private intercom buzzed. Malone winced again. To hell with you, he called at the thing, but the buzz went on, ignoring the code shutoff. That meant he knew an emergency call, maybe from his chief of section, maybe even from higher up. I'm not even late for work yet, he complained. I will be, but I'm not yet. What are they screaming about? There was, of course, only one way to find out. He shuffled painfully across the room, flipped the switch, and said, Malone here. Vaguely, he wondered if it were true. He certainly didn't feel as if he were here, or there, or anywhere at all, in fact. A familiar voice came tinnily out of the receiver. Malone, get down here right away. The voice belonged to Andrew J. Burris. Malone sighed deeply and felt grateful for the fiftieth time that he had never had a TV pickup installed in the intercom. He didn't want the FBI chief to see him looking as horrible as he did now, all rippled and everything. It wasn't, well, it wasn't professional, that was all. I'll get dressed right away, he assured the intercom. I should be there and don't bother to get dressed, Burris snapped. This is an emergency. But chief, and don't call me chief. Okay, Malone said, sure. You want me to come down in my pajamas, right? I want you to... Burris stopped. All right, Malone. If you want to waste time while our country's life is at stake, you go ahead. Get dressed. 
After all, Malone, when I say something is an emergency, I won't get dressed then, Malone said. Whatever you say. Just do something, Boris told him desperately. Your country needs you, pajamas and all. Malone, it's a crisis. Conversations with Boris, Malone told himself, were bound to be a little confusing. I'll be right down, he said. Fine, Boris said, and hesitated. Then he added, Malone, do you wear the tops or the bottoms? The what? Of your pajamas, Boris explained hurriedly. The top part or the bottom part? Oh, Malone said. As a matter of fact, I wear both. Good, Boris said with satisfaction. I wouldn't want an agent of mine arrested for indecent exposure. He rang off. Malone blinked at the intercom for a minute, shut it off, and then, ignoring the trip hammers in his skull and the...